following original program was produced at Island Block Studios in Hollywood, California. Powered by Dash. You are tuned in to Island Block Radio, Post of the Pacific, where paradise lives. Right now, man, we have a special guest in the building by way of Wide Plains, New York, and the Bay. Just found out, man, the one and only, get the guy, a.k.a. Modest Child, you stop playing. Let's go. What's up? What's up? Yeah. What's up? Hey, what's going down? How's it going, fam? It's good. It's great to be here. It's great to be here in Los Angeles, California. I mean, it's home to you too, right? Yeah, I was here for, for a few years, but right here. Right, literally, like, literally right, right here. Around right the corner. The corner. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome home. Oh, my gosh, man. Fam, man, you know the first time really seeing you. And, and, and for those that are tuning in right now, man, uh... Our guy is blazing one for the nation right here. In the- <laughs> you told me to put the lighter up to listen, the mic. Right? Listen. Hot boxing. Wait, ready? If I pass out in this interview, <laughs> this is the first time we're actually doing this. I got you. I got you. If my hair smells like. If I pass out in this interview, just know, all right? Modest Yo, in the things house. get crazy. I don't need, I did, I did the, like two days ago, I did a like a interview with this this Jewish cat. Yeah. The Talmudist. Okay. You know? Uh-huh. And yeah, you know, we blazed like halfway through. He's Damn. like, I've never done that on the air before. This, this is a first. So <laughs> we, we came back from the air. He was like, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Modest Young <laughs> has just performed. <laughs> Yo, I was like, dude, I had to keep it together, man. I'm like, didn't you have, you had some other part of the show, some, some else you wanted to do? He's like, oh yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, the first time, this, this actually is a couple years back. First time I actually seen you perform was at the Shoreline Jam in Long Beach. Mm-hmm, same. Mm. You know, and uh, our, our folks, man, Comic Kings actually went right before y'all, man. Yeah. Man, definitely good vibes, though, fam. Thank you. Thank Especially, you. Especially, I mean, it's, obviously you were staying here. Actually was raised up in the Bay before you went to New York. Yeah. Is it a special vibe when you come back to California? Yeah, because I think I always had this sort of place in my heart for it because I, I came from here from the time I was, you know, just real little. You yeah. know, those first four or five years of your life are like, That's That's the, know, the, the most important years. Right? The most important years. And, and I always had this, like, feeling like, um, you know, there was this great, Grateful Dead song, you know, Estimated Profit. It's called Estimated Profit. California. Come on, yeah. I've been swimming in the golden shores. Yo, every time I heard that song, I was like, when I was a kid, I was like, I gotta get back to California. I gotta get back. <laughs> Finally moved here, um, and I had a few years here, and then I had to go back to New York. But I love it here; it's great. So you're back and forth from New York. Yeah, I got a spot here too. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, so since it's the first time, man, especially since our listeners, or uh, some of them are being introduced to you for the first time, man, like let's let's kind of take it back and talk about that. You know, when did it all kind of start for you musically? Uh, it's really, it's funny because it started here, you know, yeah. K-Rock and a couple of stations out here that really play King Without a Crown off the bat. Yeah. Uh, before they even saw a picture of me, you know what I mean? Right. They just, they just, the music fit out here. It just yeah. vibes. Yeah. The reggae thing, the rock thing, Come all on of now. it. So everyone just got it out here. And I remember coming out here after, you know, I left Yeshiva, played a few shows, you know, I was playing some shows around, little college shows or whatever. I remember coming out here and just being like, turn on the radio and hearing King Without a Crown and being like, okay, like, this, is, this is where the love, Cali love, dude, you know, this is, this is where it's going to happen. So I've always felt like this has been kind of my core audience has been Southern California for sure. I mean, so, I mean, forget, forget my lack of knowledge on background knowledge, man, especially about uh, the faith, right? Sure. And okay. so I, I know strong, uh, acidic Jew, right? Yep. Strong within the faith, because I, 
I know be from from the beginning when you actually started. I mean, I don't I don't know. Fundamentalist would be the the, the right word. Uh on the edge maybe. Strong? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? went, I was like, yeah, pretty 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 far in. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you was you was really 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 hardcore to it. I think when it becomes fun something becomes fundamentalist is like when you cross this certain line yeah. where everything you do in your life you do based on your own logic. You know gotcha. what's right for you, and then then there's a line you cross sometimes with religion or um, ideology where something just doesn't sit right with you. You know it in your guts, you know, and but yet the the idea or the religion is telling you it's supposed to be a certain way, and you, once you step over that and you say put yourself to the side mm. and you submit yourself to some greater right now it's good it's good to do that in some ways but in yeah. some ways you got to be careful you know and and i definitely did went all the way with it so mm. but there are a lot of benefits to to what i got out of that too so sometimes a person has a hard time getting past their own their self you know you feel like stuck like you can't get past it you need to become something else and the only way wow. to do that is to totally submit yourself to something you know right. completely even your logic so so yourself was getting mixed away with bag. Yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. I was, I was like, I knew I wanted to do music. I knew, I just didn't know how to make it happen, man. And I was just like, this, I, this is like when I was in college, when I was like 20, 21 years old. I was struggling with, you know, depression and addiction, different things, yeah. And trying to find my place, and I knew I wanted to do music and all that. And finally, I was just like, threw my hands up. I was like, I'm just gonna pray for it. And I started praying, right? And I, I knew I was Jewish, even though I wasn't religious, but I knew. That was a part of me because my grandfather had this talus that he gave me. So I used to take that up on the roof of the school with the prayer book. And I used to, I, I knew Hebrew because I went to Hebrew school when gotcha. I was a kid. I had to go. I, they forced me to go to Hebrew school wow. after school. But I learned it. So I knew it. So I'd start praying in Hebrew. And then one thing led to another, you know, as that was the that was the start of the journey for me. Cleared gotcha. your mind. It helped you find peace of mind. Yeah, it just helped me just be like, give it to God. Like, I just, mm -hmm. I don't I, I don't know how to do it, you know. Like I don't know how to make things happen in my life, and I'm just gonna give it to God and focus on the art, what's real to me. Right. And um, sometimes that's yeah. what you need is just time to yourself, and um, when you have nowhere else to turn, mm. I guess yeah. like that self med meditation, no matter what it right. is towards, or you know, just just separating yourself from everything and everyone, and and just settling yourself mentally. Mm. So. It's cool to hear. Yeah, so when you went through that whole, uh, not necessarily transformation yet, but when you got into that part, how did that play a part into, like, you know, actually putting together your music and songs? When you came out of that? that uh, it was cool because I always came from a lot of different types of music. My parents played a lot of types of music. I loved a lot of different types of music. And so when I went into Yeshiva, it was like, uh, the only music that we had in there was these songs with no words mostly. Okay, and we all sing them together. So everyone's singing. It's like if you, you ever it's been to like Anaya Bingi, like Rasa. Everyone's playing the right. same beat. Oh, right. yeah. Right. People right. aren't like you know, yeah, yeah. bugging out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's doing the heartbeat. Just dunk, 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 You know? Yeah. Simple. Um, same thing. Like in these rooms, these Hasidim, they'd be singing everyone the same thing, and then I'd be like, I would just imagine like. Quest love, like playing a nasty, <laughs> like hip hop beat under it, yeah. and Family Man, like laying down some crazy, like bass line. And that's how I heard it, you know. And right. so that was cool, but I wasn't really focused on music so much right then. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was just like, all right, I hear it, yeah, I see yeah, it, yeah. I see it, and I hear it, and I'm one day I'm gonna put this together. But for now, let me just focus on 
studying, really. Yeah, yeah. still. I mean, because I hear a lot of hip hop. I hear a lot of reggae. I mean, I know uh, one of your influences obviously was Uncle Bob. Mm. I mean, who was a, a lot of your early hip hop influences? The first record that I really, I mean, I grew up around it. It was just the music around at the time in New York in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, the, go, yeah. the golden era. The golden yeah. era. <laughs> Big Pun, Fat Joe, right. Wu-Tang. Like, Biggie. That was Biggie. All the music that was around. Um, but uh, I was like a hippie. I, will, I you know, I wasn't so in. I, I didn't really get it until I heard the first. The first my friends played me this Nas record. The oh, first, yeah, yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. The intro. And that whole record, not Illmatic, the next and New one. New York State of Mind? Yeah, and the next, the, the, the one with Sweet Jean. The, the, oh, 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 it was written? Uh, it was written. It was written, With yeah. the opening. Oh, yeah, yeah, whole yeah, thing. yeah. I was like, I blew my mind. I think I smoked a joint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably like 14 <laughs> years old. Yeah. And I was just like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. So then I, I realized I could beatbox because, you know, my uh -oh. friends rap. Mm -hmm. And I started putting it together. I was like, and I figured it out. I was like, uh oh, And when I would drop, you know, I knew when to drop when someone was about to hit the right thing, you know. So that's how I learned about music, really, just from from beatboxing. That was how I started figuring out time and rhythm and melody and bass and all that different things. How all those things could work together. Anyway, so, I got lost. I forgot what the whole question was. No, 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 no. I mean, it was, was that when you actually kind of embarked in, uh, into hip-hop? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's when I started really listening to hip-hop. Um, and the early was like the native tongue. Like, that's when I really got it was like the oh, live yeah. thing, like the roots. And Trying. for a lot, I think for a lot of like white suburban kids that were into really rock music or whatever, that was like the... The gateway to be able to transition into hip-hop music was seeing it live, being done live. Yeah musicians you know instrumentation Let, let's talk about the phenomenon they call matt the jewish rapper kid <laughs> oh, i mean because obviously know, obviously <laughs> you got some rhymes if you're gonna call uh, yourself yeah. that you know what i mean either. i don't think that was me so <laughs> me i don't know you're probably gonna have to drop a few bars man they have to man real talk though <laughs> i mean was it was that was that a real little moniker for you I don't even know where that even came from. I for real. I don't even know what that <laughs> what that is for real. Modest Johnny's like, yo, I, I want to forget yeah. that. Yeah. You know I, what no, I mean? You know what that was? I think when I moved out to Oregon, it's like when I moved out to Oregon. You know, as because I always thought a lot about identity. You know what yeah. I mean? Because right. I, I got into reggae music and mm -hmm. I I love Bob Marley and I love Sizzla and Capleton. And all that music was like I felt I related so deeply to it. And then I look in the mirror and I'm like, wait. So I always was like, well, who am I, you know? And then, yeah. and then I hear them like, dude, like I hear all this Old Testament referencing, you know? And I'm like, but they're, they're oh, referencing yeah. the yep. shit that I was learning about in Hebrew school, but it was whack. But now the way I'm hearing it from them, like, wait, maybe there's something else there. So that sent me on this whole journey. Really, reggae music kind of put me in that place to start thinking about where do I come from, you know? Yeah. Right. And what's the, you know? And then at a certain point, so I was into the reggae thing. So I had dreadlocks, the whole thing. And then at a certain point, I was like, well... I don't know if that's like really who I am. And I could love that music and stuff, but that's not my culture. Oh, right. gotcha. So let me find out what my culture really is because they're they're finding inspiration from my culture, quoting it in their songs, you know, through the mm -hmm. Old Testament. So let me go back. And that's when I started on my journey to really, you know, check it. But when I was 18, I think when I went that whole back to that whole Jewish rapper yeah. thing, I think I went out, <laughs> I went out, but it was pre all of that. And I went out 
to Oregon and I was in like a halfway house type of treatment center type of place. Gotcha. And we would go out to the open mic night on Thursday night, but it was all cowboys, you know? Uh-oh. But I would oh, come so in there and just wild <laughs> out. And they would say, oh, there's that Jewish rapper kid from New York or whatever. you know, Because I would have like a turban and sunglasses and an Israeli flag and sage drinking Man, mushroom was tea. There. I was, was tripping, bro. I was wow. out to... Super hip. I came in like, okay, everybody. like, <laughs> It's about to get spiritual. Hit the deck. Stop making cappuccinos. And they loved it. <laughs> it's a revival. Y'all about to be saved. I didn't even know then. I didn't even know anything. That's I didn't crazy. know, you know, what I was even doing. I was yeah. just like, I felt something, you know. So right. you know, being that when you started out, you know, with the hip hop background and didn't get into the reggae, you know how those communities are, especially you know, hip hop underground and then reggae, you know, Rastafari. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How was the perception from those different communities, like the hip hop community and then the real the reggae and deep reggae community? When you first came out with that? When I first came out, I just got a lot of love from like either people got it or they didn't. You know uh, what I mean? And the people that didn't get it, they would never confront me face to face. Gotcha. I, mean? I, so, I was gonna say, I was gonna yeah, ask you that. Yeah. So so and the people that got it came from all different places. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Like we did tours with Luciano and, and me and him chilled. We did tours with Trey from Fish and me oh, and him. Wow. You know, it's like all different types of, of people that were just like, oh, this is fresh because that music just kind of it kind of it's all over it. like you know right. it's cross genre music it has elements of all those different things so people could relate to it from a lot of different angles yeah i mean because if you think about it what started off as jawaiian music out in hawaii uh pretty much evolved into what they call island reggae now so then that, that's how you see people like fiji right yeah. you know right. jay bug mm-hmm. you know what i mean and you know i've actually asked this to bug you know because he, he actually makes a lot of trips out to Jamaica and he's actually collaborated with a lot of Jamaican artists. Yeah. I was like, yo, so how do they, do they accept it? Yeah. Because obviously, again, it's, it's kind of like what you said, right? I'm it's curious like, from that angle too because that's a whole different angle. Ever, It's a whole different thing because yeah. you guys are, you're an you're islands, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's different islands, but it's islands, similar, different culture, but yeah. similar vibe, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, because, and the, even the culture is, is similar in a lot very of ways. Very similar. Yeah. Embraced it. Mm-hmm. Embraced it. And to this day, a lot of the music that you hear coming out of the islands is influenced by reggae. Yeah. You know, because again, you know, I think the lifestyle, right? Yeah. And um, I mean, Bug, Bug, Bug said they opened, you know, open arms. Oh, yeah. And then sure. at the same time, you know, they found out he was from Compton. <laughs> they were like, hey, you 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 struggling just like this. <laughs> yeah. You got the same struggle. <laughs> you kind of look like this. Just, you know, you just a little bigger. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, um, one of the questions I want to ask was that there was a, a, a I don't know if it was an interview or a, a, a Chicago Tribune actually called some of the music is ska punk sublime ish, right? And when I've heard, when I listened to a lot of the music, it kind of reminded me of that. Was did Sublime actually influence some of the music? I mean, I coming think up, Sublime was just one of those artists that you got introduced to. You know, gotcha. it was like Bob Marley. You know, he that was Sublime was like when you got that record, that you know that, oh. that Sublime record, and so I think that influenced everybody to a certain extent. You know. Uh, he was Bradley was like kind of the first cat to kind of like use, you know, Patois a little bit in a way that it just felt natural and didn't feel mm-hmm. unnatural, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And they stripped it down. They had that kind of real. It was like a trio. It was like you know, it had a punk rock kind of there vibe to it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like kids in a garage, skate skater kids, and that's so what proud. Beach kids, yeah, that's, that's yeah, what in started, a garage yeah. making records. Yeah, actually, actually grew up with a lot know? of the brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sublime. Those are my peoples. And, yeah, uh, it started off. Uh, 
Kids in the Garage. Mm-hmm. And uh, Roz MG had the uh, MPC drum machine yep. doing the beats and just played along with it. And that just kind of yeah. came out organically through that. Yeah. And that whole scene developed out of, out of Southern California. Now you see all these bands today that yeah. have been influenced by that whole sound. Yeah, I mean, I, you see you see things like uh, Cali Roots Fest, right? Yeah, we're going, we're going Friday. Massive, right? right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I think they, they now call a lot of the music that sounds sublimish, mm-hmm. right? Cali Roots. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think about the uh-huh. whole movement? I think it's cool because there's different movements going on. There's like there's that movement, then there's like the return, like with like uh, Protege and uh, what's his name, uh, Chronics. That whole oh, yeah. scene, you know, Chronics hard. Um, that whole vibe, like return to the roots reggae thing. Then there's just reggae music has influenced music so yeah. much. Popcon and that whole vibe influencing Drake and hip hop music. Exactly. I mean, hitting mainstream. I mean, just reggae music just came in and just it's just something that people hear hip-hop. now. It's, yeah. it's normal. It's like okay, cool. It almost get, makes it a little bit cooler when it's introduced right. to a song, you know. Island Block Radio, powered by Dash. This is Tanel, and you're listening to Island Block Radio, Pulse of the Pacific, where paradise lives. I mean, you've been back to the islands, been mm-hmm. to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your feeling? What's your feeling like when you out there? I love it, dude. It's yeah. incredible, man. That place is incredible. I mean, I've had a lot of I had a lot of love there, you know, right after things blew up here, that was the very next place Hawaii go. picked it up, you know. So radio shows, we always go to Hawaii. I love it. It's beautiful. It's a healthy it's a place I've always I connect with like feeling healthy. I think the times that I've been there, yeah, I've been in a good spot swimming in the ocean. Climbing, you know, up to the top of the that little peak head. over yeah. there, Diamond Head. I'm surfing, meeting people, and just feeling good, eating good food, fresh food. <laughs> you know, what I mean? oh, it's, it's all the about food. the food. The food is incredible. Um, Coming back, you know, 50 pounds heavier. Oh yeah, <laughs> every time. Like, I mean, modest what happened? You're like, you know, I was. In I went to Hawaii. It's just what happens. I mean, you've had like countless collaborations, man, throughout the career, man. What was, you know, one of your all-time favorites? Collaborations. Mm. The all-time favorite collaboration was with the Dub Trio. You know, two two of those cats are in my band now, yeah. and I used to walk. I used to walk around listening to the music instrumental. They had no vocalist, you know, and I would write rhymes. You know, I would be like, I remember one time in Boston, just under a bridge, writing rhymes, listening to their music on loop, and I was like, and then seeing them play, I was like, all right, I gotta just make music with these cats, and that's that's been that collaboration has been. That's dope. really strong for me, you know, moving forward, because there's not a lot of people that understand, uh, musicians that understand the sound gotcha. know, in that way. It just makes sense. That with edge them. to it. There's like a New York bite to it that a mm. lot of reggae bands, even island bands, a lot of Cali Roots bands, a lot of, they don't have that. Yeah. And, uh, there's Jamaican reggae bands that have it, but even that music got, a lot of it got really corny, man. A lot of corny, you know, piano sounds. And you know mm. what happens with music? It gets locked mm. into this cycle. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And people start to think that those are the things that make that music. Uh, but it's not. There's a spirit, you know? There's yeah. a spirit to it. And not a lot of people have that spirit when they play reggae music. Right. And uh, I got So lucky. do you feel it I has evolved? I feel it has. Yeah, I feel it has in some ways. In some yeah. ways not, you know? Now, speaking yeah. of evolution, from when you first came out with mm. the locks and the beard and everything to where you are right now, you're talking about the your basically trans transition in 2011. Yeah. What kind of brought about that to like right where you are now is just like totally different from where you were before. So mm. how did that kind of come on and how did the music, you know, come along with that? Well, I'll work backwards. The music has always been just expression of the journey and c- 
totally intertwined. You know, my life, I find all the aspects of my life to be sort of in, enmeshed. Nice Business, art, family, you know, these things all kind of come together for me and spill over into each other, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, but mainly, you know, the music is the outlet. That's the, the, the place for me to express it all. Mm -hmm. um, and it's more, it's more than that too, right? Because it also provides... You know, it provides for me. It right. Also, I have to do for it. Yeah. You know what Lifelong. I mean? Right. When I have to get up at 6 a.m. and go to the, you know, the radio station or whatever. <laughs> I got to do that. Damn, bitch. I mean, come on, babe. It's all about you reciprocity. Know, so. It's all, it's all, it's a very, the relationship is all over the place. Yeah. But it's always been there for me as something that it was the place for me where I could just, just Release feel, on. yeah, just feel connected. You know what I mean? Just feel at peace. Just feel that that's what I do. And that's always been my attitude. Like when I perform, you know, it's not, I never saw it as performing, you know, always just sort of, I saw it as the opposite, just letting go. Everything else in the day is like so much going on. But when the music comes on and you make sit into that music, like Bob said, one good thing about music, when it hits, you feel no pain. pain. Yeah. So just sit into the music. And um, I got blessed to be able to be able to, in my life, to be able to spend the majority of my time doing that, you know? Um, so, the whole shift for me was like, you know, basically when I got into it, you know, it was my thing. I was interested in it. Then I made that step, crossed that line where it became about self-sacrifice mm -hmm. and, right. and it, but no longer being about self-expression, you know, but more about how can I um, go beyond myself. And then, then it was years, like years and years and years of just trying to walk the line to figure out how do I by myself how do I be myself and still do this and, and be a musician and wow. just trying to figure it out and you know I did that through feeling my way through it but also you know study really getting into the different philosophy and ideas within that whole Judaism there's a lot there so it was a whole exploration and my music was just like along for the, ri the ride so when I was learning about this thing that's what I was rapping or singing about and on that record and so forth and so on there's a whole storyline. Like I could literally go from the beginning to the end and tell right. the story, you know? So like, what, do you, yeah. what do you feel like you're at now? So now, so yeah. So so then at a certain point, it was like time for me to break break away from it. Not break away from it, but um, come back to making my own decisions about, mm -hmm. about my yourself. life at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, okay, I, enough like trying to walk the line. Like, mm -hmm. fuck, let me, let me yeah. just do me right. and exactly. like, figure it out. That, that's what happened in, in 2011 is everything built up to that point. So then there was the release. And uh, and now, I mean, now it's like I kind of like I, ha I honor the journey that I was on. The process. The process, yeah. the search, the yes. ups and downs, mm -hmm. that life. But honestly, I'm 37. I got four kids. Come on. I have yeah. certain hey. things that I know I love. You know, right. I love music. I love my family. The people that I meet, you know the real people that I meet around me and the people that, you know, it's like the song, I have a song, second song on the record is the people that I see and the places that I be, you know what I mean? That's, I'm giving up, I'm giving in, all I got is what's right in front of me. So, you know, after a lot of years of like the whole existential journey, you know, I kind of came to this place where it's like, all right, well, what's real, you know? Like what's right, right now? Yeah, right. and that's really all that matters, you know? Everything else is cool, whatever you need, but at the end of the day, you know, this life, this, you know, 
That's a and that's very that's a very Jew, that's actually a very Jewish idea. That's a very Rastafarian idea. You right, know, right. All very, cross culture, a cross cultural. You know exactly. Yeah, spiritual yeah. cross religions. Exactly. Yeah. So you're more spiritual than anything at this point. Yeah, well, I would say. Well, yeah, I guess you could say. <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, man, I, I actually seen that. Um, we were talking about that interview you did with us, Sway. Yeah. You brought your boy on. Yeah. From the back. <laughs> yeah. My man gets nice. busy. He's he nice. does. He's nice. <laughs> it nice. kisses nice. Dude. Bay Area boy. Yep. That's right. Talk about that. I mean, because he's on. He's on the album. He's Zoom. on the album. We got a song on there called BSP. He was on my first record on Youth. He was on a song called WP. Okay. And uh, basically, we uh, did our thing together uh, for. We started out together, basically me beatboxing, him rapping, and um, he was like a year older than me, and so he had his whole crew. And once I got okay at beatboxing, I kind of came around and started doing that. And then uh, you know he he went on, did his thing, I did my thing, and we've always just been boys, been in touch. So brought That's him out, he came to sway, and he freaking represented. Man. Oh my god, <laughs> yes, he did. That, that he was did a moment thing, right there, man. Dude. It was. All right, you guys listen to Island Block Radio. We are here with Modest Yahoo. And let's get into that new project, the current project, Undercurrent. Mm. How did this whole thing come about? Um, how, did, how did you, you evolved into this, or how did it go into this new album? Um, basically, I started, started, started moving away on my last record from using outside producers, but only working with the musicians that I work with on a, on a regular, because we tour, we're on the road 200 days a day, a year, you know, we do our make our music and we really improvise really into the improvisation mm -hmm. so um we make these um jams and whatnot and then we come back record them um while we're live and then sit with them and start developing them into songs and they all have like many movements you know they all oh, go yeah. into different directions all the songs are like eight nine minutes long so it's a different type of song it's not something you just put on for like a quick like yeah you know like when you just need like a quick shot of espresso or something it's not that it's not mm, that it's record a it's a yeah yeah, yeah, you, yeah you get the lp you sit down on your furry rug you know mm -hmm. Smoke, so, smoke a little something <laughs> take some deep breaths and meditate whatever you got to do drink some water and just just chill and listen to this music and let it take you somewhere you know that's and like that's like the what the live show is so it's good for me because you know there's been a lot like i'm a lot, i'm interested in lots of different music i make different yeah. songs i made a pop record right around the corner with kojak i made a roots reggae record you know um so a lot of times people are my, i confuse my fans sometimes because gotcha. the, the real the real fans they know that like modest just does right. him and that's what we love but then sometimes someone will come to a song like One Day or Sunshine and be like, oh, that must be what the rest of the catalog sounds like. Right. They come to the show. And we actually, I actually had this experience last time I was in Hawaii. Okay. We did a radio show and, in Honolulu. And I mean, you know, the, we don't play those songs how they are on the record. You know, we, we <laughs> right, reference right. them. Right, yeah. right, right. But like things change. Like I'm not listening to the same music I listen to. 50, I mean, I'll, of course, I'll put on, there's certain cuts that are life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But but you know the vibe changed for me what i like you know so basically um you know one of the things about this record that's great is that like it is what we do like wow. on the regular you yeah. know what i mean it's like i love i'll make a pop song in my bedroom with with my friend like i love to do that you know yeah. and, and when that happens and that becomes the calling card that people know you by mm, right it's kind of like it's a it's a great blessing but it's also kind of like a little bit of a, a curse because yeah. you're like all right 
So now hopefully, you know, I've been that's what I've been trying to do over the last several years is like just playing my show and doing what I do. Doing what so, you want to do. Exactly. And hopefully people will just like they'll they'll either get it, won't get it, like it, won't like it, whatever it is. But hopefully they'll they'll stop being like, please do something else. Like right, do right, that right. other thing. You know? like, <laughs> like this record's me though. This is me. Yeah, yeah. And I mean you and people so far people are like, This shit is dope. This is the best shit oh, yeah. you've ever done. So that's what I'm talking about. I mean, because there's a there's some young folks that are tuning in right now, right? Cool. And they're listening, man. What what would be those that word of wisdom, man, that you actually give these young folks that are coming up in the game? I would say to do you. Like if you're an artist and you 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 are inspired by music or art, whatever it is, just figure out what it is that you love and and listen to it and soak it in, sponge it in. And uh don't even don't even worry about anything else, especially when you're just starting out. That's what I'm talking about. You're on Island Block Radio. Okay. And I was bummed out, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if if my music really connects over here anymore. You know <laughs> oh yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then literally, like, I'm bummed out, and I walk into this coffee shop, and this kid, Hawaiian kid, is singing my song. Yeah. One day. Yeah. You know that whole that. story. I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. I've seen yeah. that. And that shit goes viral. Yeah. And like, it's the best. Probably publicity I had in years. You couldn't pay a publicist oh, no, to no, do no, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that was just organic. Oh yeah, you know? and, and that was right when face. I was feeling down yeah. too. You know, I was like, oh man. Oh, I happened right like, on time. Boom! Yeah. God, the universe, like, nah. Oh yeah, got you, man. You Gotta need remind you. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's let's talk about one of the, the tracks that's on Undercurrent, man. Step out into the light. What was the the premise behind this song? This song is kind of like, this is just a celebration of the journey like we were just talking about. You know, you've been searching, you've been moving, you've been running all of your life, trying to step out into the light, trying to make your world feel right. You've been seeking, you know, reaching. It's all about that notion of trying to, you know, reach for something. So that's what Step Out of the Light is. It's kind of like a look back on everything and being like, you know, this world is crazy and you're crazy. But, you know, God bless it all. The wind and the wind Island Block Radio. Powered by Dash. Let's go! That's what I'm talking about. Island Block Radio right here. Master Boy Joe Sapp. We got Dub Boogie in the building. We got Nina Love and our guy, Modest Yahoo. Shh. I'm digging that, though, man. I'm digging. Man, you know what? We, we talked about this a little earlier, man, with your boy uh, that was on Sway, right? Mm-hmm. I was digging the Blue Sky Playground, though. Yes. Yeah. Was that was that live? I mean, that, that yeah. was, you guys performed that live, right? Well, he hit that first verse was from Blue Sky Playground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about yeah. that, bro. Um, dude, that tune is called Blue Sky Playground because it's like, I just remember this time when I was a kid and we were, we had some kind of cipher going some park yeah. somewhere, just looking up at the sky and just seeing this blue and just feeling just like I don't know, I was probably like 15, 16 years old, just feeling just like the world open up, you know, like you know that feeling you have when you were kids once in a while where you're just like. You know, the you know, anything could happen. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Just the world youth, is yours. You know? Yeah. yeah. So that's what that tune is. And this whole record was made instrumental before any lyrics was put down. So we Whoa. basically we basically wrote, recorded the whole record and it was an instrumental. And then I took the whole thing for like sat in a hotel for two weeks. Yeah. And wow. just went in. Went to work. Uh so when I crafted this song, it was like I knew this was the this was like the tune because the drum the drum part on this is just oh, it's sick. wicked. I'm on kick. Yeah. So I was like, all right. And then I would just call. I was like, it's time. We got to get Dan back in. Here. <laughs> <laughs> get him back in here. So when I had Dan come in, 
and we were spitting on it. I was like, oh, this is just like, you know, let me take them. The whole song opens up about three, four minutes in into this whole like jazz odyssey. You know, it's yeah. crazy. So I was like, let me take them back. I want to try and create that atmosphere for people where you, you know, in the park when you were a kid, just hanging with your homies or whatever, like smoking, rapping, chilling, yeah. that whole vibe. I want to try to take people back into that space. Island Block Radio. Man, come on now. It's the, it, you definitely feel that hip-hop vibe, though. Mm. I mean, that, yeah. that was one of the, the cuts throughout the whole project that you felt that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember when Joe was playing that part, and we had this crazy distortion on the on the cymbals that we had. It was just wicked, wicked drum part. We ended up, like, pulling some of that distortion off, but, um, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the vibe. Yeah. Yo, dope vibe. record, man. Yeah. Those are the, the, I mean, Thank honestly, though, those are the two yeah. that really kind of spoke to your boy. You know what I mean? As <laughs> Thank, far as, you. Thank you. And so, I mean, again, well, man, just just shout, shout out. Even the, the flow on that, man, just like a day in the life. It's just like, it yes. just yeah. puts you in that, that mindset. Mm -hmm. It's like you're just sitting back, just going through your whole day. Right. This, is what, this is what I do all day. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. dope cut, man. Thank you. Plug the record, brother. <laughs> all right, man. It's called Undercurrent. Go get it. Go cop it. It's out. Um, Yeah, man. Peace. Come <laughs> on, man. Modest Alley right here on the Block Radio. Pulse of the Pacific. Where paradise lives. Island Block Radio, powered by Dash.